Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that you overcome death in the grave, that sin took its best shot, that death tried to hold you, but it could not hold you. And it is in you that we have life and freedom, that you invite us to follow you this morning, that our lives may be re- redeemed, that we may be united with the Father that we may live lives that are worthy of the gospel, that when you return for your church, that we will be with you in all eternity. We praise you this morning. I pray, God, that as your word is is taught, is read, that Spirit of God, you will work, not the vessel, not the medium, not the the platform, but that Jesus, your name will be glorified. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Those of of you that are watching online, it's nice to have you following us. And uh, I took a little trip. Just for a few days, I went up north, back home to Lebuahomu, which is in Limpopo province. Yeah, that's a bit of a tongue twister. And uh, as I was going about the, the shops, someone says to me, you're a pastor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dean is like, huh. I said, no. They said, yes. And then they, Google is something else, I tell you. Google, and I was like, damn, I'll preach I was like, no, I was just trying to explain but those of you that are watching online, it's good to have you. And uh, I'm not a pastor. I am an ordinary uh, bloke. Michael is the pastor. Um, I should start reading the Bible because I get into trouble. We, we're going to read, if you have your Bible with you, in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, it's quite a chunky piece of scripture for those that have not read their Bible since last year, just to catch you up. It goes like this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the old days earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he, spe- he speaks to us by way, by example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Verse 6, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about the things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. And we will stop there. Last line, he went without knowing where he was going. Amen. Now, the book of Hebrews was written to as the name suggests, to Hebrews. So these were, as the church grew in momentum and pace, and some of the Jewish folks went to believe the way of the message, which is believing in Jesus Christ, there was a time of persecution where there was pressure on the church, pressure on the individuals. Now, the writer of Hebrews, whom we do not know, whether it's Paul, whether it's Apollos, we don't really know, writes to the Hebrews to encourage them that you cannot forsake faith and go back to what you know didn't work. So he goes on in chapter 11 to basically recount the heroes of faith. 
It's like the faith wall of fame. You know, like this person did that and was accredited by faith. And that person did that and was accredited by faith. Now, I realize that some of us, myself included, so I, I sometimes wonder what is faith? What, you know, how, how do I get my mind to grasp this concept? And uh, I, I want to tell a story at this point and say many years ago, when I went to buy a vehicle, I went to a car dealership, as one does, not, you know, shady people, proper individuals, proper setup. You sit there, and uh, they turn this big screen, you know, towards me, and like, what color do you like? Oh, silver gray, nice. Rims, oh, give me like 18-inch, mm, nice. Uh, sunroof, yes, please. Bucket seats, yes, please. Heated seats, parking sensors, you know, the works. But then it was at some point when the salesperson said to me, would you like your rear seats to fold to make your boot space bigger? I said, that would be nice. Put that on, and then boop, the price jumped. I said, whoa, 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 what happened? He said, well, folding seats are an optional extra. I said, huh? He said, you see, this is the base price, and when you add an optional extra, the price goes up. I said, what other optional extras are there? He said, well, the rear view camera, oh, take it out. I can use my mirrors. He said, the front parking distance control. I said, take it out. I can see where I'm going. He <laughs> said, the heated seats, I will like, take them out. We're in Limpopo, buddy. It's hot here. I don't need heated seats. My car will melt. And as you get where this is going, we ended up with just the basic product. And I said, I'm happy with the car as it is. Now, faith, brothers and sisters, is not an optional extra. As a believer, faith is not something that I get to select or unselect based on my spiritual budget. But it actually is something that is critical, first of all, to my coming to Christ, my acknowledging His Lordship, His superiority over my own decisions, my giving my life over to him requires faith. Verse 1, Hebrews 11, it says, faith, some version says, is the substance of the things hopeful. It is, it is critical. In, 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 it's a conviction that comes about in believing that the things that are not seen will actually be. Why does it matter? It matters because, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. Because those that come to him, God who is unseen, we must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And how do I get it? Uh, in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing what? Podcasts? No. The word of Christ. Not positive thinking, not uh, uh, hanging on with the right crew. Not subscribing to a channel, but by hearing the word, which is the word of Christ. Faith is not an optional extra. In my journey on earth as a believer or as somebody who is, 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 is looking for something else, I've tried my own way and it's not working. I'm here to say this morning that faith is not an optional extra. It is absolutely critical. And my, my, my heart this morning is to speak about faith in the season. 
I believe that as we venture into 2024, there's going to be seasons and times that will require faith. There's different examples that we have in the Bible, which I'm going to tackle now. But I believe that wherever, whatever stage, whatever state, whatever circumstances I find myself in this morning, faith is critical. Jesus encourages us. He says in Matthew 17, 20, you need faith as small as a mustard seed. Just as small as a mustard seed. It is enough to move mountains. With that amount of faith, I will be amazed, you will be amazed at what God can achieve in and through us. The enemy strategy has not changed. The enemy, we know from John 10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And how does he do that? Strategy hasn't changed. Has God really said? Did God really say? See, he kicks up some dust storms or sets up false sense of security in ourselves, in myself, so that I start to doubt whether God did really say. And if I say, yeah, God, I, I think God said that, then he'll say, no, man, you misunderstood. You won't really die. You're misunderstanding. This is what it actually means. If I'm in a season of pleasure and comfort, do I really need to depend on God, trusting the Lord with all my might? I mean, my bank accounts, my assets are looking pretty secure. It is through pressure or pleasure that the enemy often tries to entice me away, entice me to pull away and we pull away from the faith and to doubt what God says in his word. Verse 1 of Hebrews 11 says, Now faith, that's the NIV uh, version, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, my good friend Gabe Phillips uh, once told a story or gave a, a picture of when you're driving, you know, you're driving in, on the road and not, none of you do this. It's a guys online, you people, yeah. Driving on the road and suddenly a message comes in and then you're like, who's this now? And then the light goes green. And then the person behind you go, beep. It's like, now, go, go. Gabe says, this phrase, now faith, so it shows a measure or a sense of urgency in faith that we need to show. And how much more is that visible, for me at least, than when I look at the story of Mary. You know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the narrative in Luke chapter 1, uh, we won't read it, but where... The angel comes to her and says, Blessed are you, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive a child. Now, if I'm Mary, which I'm not, I'm going, aha, betrothed to be married, engaged, aha, wink, wink. After the consummation, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. Mary doesn't respond that way. Mary goes, but how can that be? I don't even know a man. I'm still a virgin. See, Mary's response is the sense that it's happening now. God says you will conceive it's happening now. There's, a, there, there, there's an urgency. There's, a, there's an immediacy, if that word exists, Michael. 
There's an immediacy to that response to God's word. Often I, I, I back out in terms of my faith. You know, when, when a word is spoken, I'm like, I see how that's going to align when that and that is in play. If you say to somebody who's just come into a new company, you say, you're going to be very influential in this space. Like, yes, when I get to that position, I receive that word. But faith, the type of faith that Mary showed, that shows, is an urgent faith. It's a now faith. Now faith. It's not looking up, but now faith. I think I see how that's going to happen, but I'm not depending on that. I'm going with now faith. Stop postponing your response to God's word. I need to stop postponing my response to God's word and go with a now faith. I'm going to be a, a wonderful worshiper. Oh, yes, once I've learned my guitar. I mean, that's a logical, yep, logical. I'm still getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. But now faith. Another part of the now faith, at least for me, is with Peter's response. Peter gets, he, he, he gets a lot of flag. You know the guy who walked on water? Narrative in Matthew chapter 14. There's a storm. Disciples are in a boat. And they see Jesus walking on the waters. And they're like, oh, it's a ghost. We're going to die. But Peter says, Lord, if it is you, call me to come. And Christ says, simple, come. What does Peter do? He went, steps out of the boat, and he starts to walk. Starts to walk. Before he panicked, he walked. With every step, there was a now faith. Now faith. Present continuous tense. Now faith. The storm has not, has not died down, but now faith. And the Bible says when he saw the wind, uh, my good friend Lebu asked me, how does he see the wind? Like this. When he saw the wind, that's when he began, he began to sink and said, Lord, save me. The Lord pulls him up and says, why did you doubt? And they both walked back into the water. Some of us, have been showing faith in situations. And it doesn't look like it's turning. And there's a temptation to sort of start looking around at the wind and the water and, the, and, and what's the chaos that's happening around us. But now faith is not just a faith of an urgent, immediate faith, but it's a present, continuous faith. Now faith. But yesterday didn't work out. No, now faith. Not what will happen, the now faith with, with each step. The next, my second point is we need to, I need to show, and I believe God is inviting someone as well this morning to show enduring faith. You know, faith that endures, that is, that is consistent. Being able to hear God's word at this point in time and consistently act it out. Where do we go from that? We, we, we read in Hebrews 11 chapter 7 where the writer refers to that type of faith. But I want to take us to a narrative in the book of Genesis chapter 6. You probably know the story. The first time we see that 
uh, it's possible to have a tender out and only one person get the tender. There's no bidding. There's no three quotations. Like, look for other service providers. Some of you in administration are panicking right now. It's okay. God is like, I need someone to build a, a boat. Noah, you got the job. What happened to like three quotations? <laughs> Noah's, Noah's got the tender. Noah will build the boat. The word comes, build a boat. God says, I will establish my covenant with you. And in verse 22, it says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Some version says, Noah continued to do everything as God commanded him. There's some of us, I believe, that have received a word and we've been showing faith in the past seasons. God is inviting us this morning to say, do not stop. Continue to do what God has commanded you to do. Oh, but it's been so many years. Continue to do what God has commanded you to do. In Hebrews 11, 13 to 16, the writer zooms in on a particular group of people. You know, those that have endured, those that have, 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 despite the pressure and attempts to crush them, have continued to show faith. And I want to take us to a narrative in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, where, uh, chapter 3 from verse 16 to 18, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Maybe we can read that. I'm not sure if, oh, we have it. There it is. Now, verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Now, Contrast this with David's response when he's before the giant Goliath. You know, I come again, you come against me with a spear, I come with the name of the Lord, I'm going to take you down. Everybody loves the David story. It's like, bring down giants, come on! But these guys are saying, even if you crush us, we may not be fireproof, but our faith is fireproof. God is inviting us this morning to show fireproof faith that even where I'm taking losses, I'm taking hits, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be defiant in looking at the mountains. I'm going to be defiant. You know, you know like, uh, what's the word? You know, like contempt. Is that the right word? I'm going to show contempt even as I go down because my faith is in one who cannot be crushed. My mortal body, my, 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 my resources, things may crumble. It's quite a tough word. But I will not pull back. There was, a, there was a, someone in our community that came to me last year and uh, said to me, won't you please, please pray? My son is going in for a procedure on Monday to have gold stones removed. And she said, please pray that the procedure goes well. 
it's been diagnosed, they've been located, you know, x-rays and scans and sonars and all of that. We just pray for God's hand over the doctors, the nurses, the medical equipment and all that. As I start to pray, or even before I start to pray, I start thinking of my own child, my own daughter, the eldest, Naki, who was diagnosed uh, a year prior to that with asthma and she's on chronic asthma medication, pumps and all that stuff. And my natural mind quickly went, but me, pray for someone else's child while my own child is taking medication. It's like, but you know what? In that moment, I became defiant. I said, my own daughter can still be on meds, but I have faith now that God is going to miraculously heal. We prayed. She went away. The following week or two weeks thereafter, she comes back to Michael and tells Michael the story of how they went into the procedure room and the first thing they did apparently was to just make sure they still, you know, another scan before we go in. Like, just check, okay, they still where we've marked them on the image. And she says she got upset because it was taking too long. It's like, what are these rookies doing? Then as she started, they came out and said, ma'am, we cannot find those gold stones. <laughs> you can't find them. So what do you mean you can't find them? We cannot find them. Gone. And when she told Michael that, he, he said, uh, he tells me, he said, stop, stop, stop. Let's go tell the guy. Because it's good for his faith. It's not to say, oh, you prayed for, no, it's good for his faith. It's good for my faith. To show defiance and courage and say, my own child may still be going under chronic medication, but I will stand and believe in the God who heals for someone else. You see, when, when I look outside of my own circle, I'm able to see the victory that we were singing about. When I look outside my own circle, I'm able to see the struggle and, 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 and I'm able to see other people who need me to stand up with them. I said something last year. I said, when I understand this message, this, this theme, we the church, you remember that? When I fully grasp it, there will not be a time where I'm just neutral. Because in victory, I will thank the Lord, but I will look out. I will know of somebody who needs me to stand with them. In, in, in the valleys, I will keep my head up because I will know somebody who God is working a miracle. The angel said to Mary in, 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 in Luke, the scripture that I referred to, he says, even your cousin, Elizabeth, who could not conceive, she's now going to bear a child. So even outside of your four corners, God is at work. And this morning, I believe I'm being called to show an urgent, immediate faith. I'm being called to show an enduring faith. And I'm being called to show a defined kind of faith. Jesus, when presented with someone's son in Mark chapter 9, the Bible says he came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and his disciples couldn't 
pray and heal, pray over some, some, someone's son who it appears from the text and some scholars say it looked like it was epilepsy because throwing, foaming at the mouth and all, but we, we cannot know. He says to them, if I can read verse 19, Mark chapter 9, verse 19. He says to his disciples, You faithless people, how long must I bear with you? And how long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Skipping over to verse 22, the father of the son says to Jesus, Have mercy on us and help us if you can. And Jesus says, What do you mean if I can? Anything is possible for he who has faith. The father instantly cried out, I believe, Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. I'm going to invite us to stand. And maybe I'll invite my friend Michael to come up. I don't think there's anyone who can say, and maybe I'm being a little bit presumptuous, I don't think there's none of these points apply to me. I'm going to ask that we pray, if you can join me, Michael. We're going to pray for individuals to say, I believe God. Help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my not so urgent faith, not so immediate faith. Help me overcome my faith that's starting to slow down. Help me overcome my faith that is not defined because I'm looking at what's happening around me. With no one looking around. If you need faith, if you need, to, if you need Jesus to over, help you overcome your unbelief in not so urgent faith, won't you raise your hand? It's a little bit different this morning. I know. If you need the Spirit of God to help you overcome the faith, your unbelief, in the sense that you feel that your faith is starting to slow down. The batteries are dying a little bit. There was a, there was a command, a call on your life by God, and you've been faithful, building that ark, building that boat. But as time goes, the rain is not coming. Won't you lift your hands? If you need God to help you, and Jesus to help you overcome faith that is not your unbelief and that you need to start showing a defined kind of faith. My hands up. Say, Lord, give me the response, the kind of Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that says, even if he does not, yeah. our faith is fireproof. Michael, don't you pray for those hands that are Lord, it says in, in Hebrews that you are not ashamed to be our God, for you have prepared a city for us. Lord, I thank you that our faith doesn't rest in silver or gold or things of this earth. Our faith rests on your promises and your word and your character. That you are not ashamed of your people. You are our God and we are your own. That you proclaim your name over us. And I thank you that you created each of us in your image. And you know our hearts. You know our fears. You know our flaws. 
Lord, give us the strength to keep on choosing you above all else. Give us the strength to fix our eyes on you, Lord. May nothing of this earth distract us. May nothing of this earth detract away from you and your goodness and your promises, Lord. Right now, Lord, where hearts need to respond to your gospel and respond to your word, I pray that our urgency will come upon people right now, Lord, that they will make radical decisions to honor your word and move in obedience and move in faith, trusting in your promises, Lord, that your promises are true, that your promises are good, and your promises are above anything that this world can offer, Lord. Right now, where hearts need to endure, Lord, and where hearts need to say once again, yes to your word, and yes to the things of God, and yes to your kingdom, yes again to move in faith, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, there will be a renewed sense of strength and a renewed sense of purpose in this room, Lord, that you have called people for a plan and a purpose and a time such as this, Lord, and that people will say yes to your kingdom once again. And right now, Lord, where there are people in struggles and people with temptations and pressures and pleasures, Lord, there will be a fireproof faith, Lord. There will be a faith that cannot be moved. There will be a faith that will be unshakable because they rest on the firm foundation of your word, the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, Lord, that in you, you hold all things together. And so I pray that faith will begin to rise in this room, Lord. That we will be known as a people of faith, Lord. Not a people that believe in something, not a people that hope for something, but a people that are assured of their God, Lord. That you are who you say you are. You created the heavens of the earth. You created us. You breathed us into being. You breathed the cosmos into being, Lord. And you hold all things together. And so Jesus... Not because of hype, not because of a beautiful word preached, but because of you, Jesus Christ, we begin to believe. We believe again. We believe again. We choose to trust again. We choose to hope again. I just feel like there's someone in this room right now. Your faith has dwindled because of circumstances. Maybe it's financial, maybe it's because of your family or divorce. You're finding it hard to trust right now. You're hearing these words and you're knowing they're good. Maybe you even know they're true, but right now because of your circumstance, you're finding it hard to trust. I feel God's just saying, come. Come. You may not see it. But come as you are. Right now, Jesus, just pray for every heart in this room. Every wandering heart, every fearful heart, every anxious heart, Lord, even every faithful heart, Lord. We pray that you are the keeper of everyone. We say, have your way, Lord. Get all the honor. All the glory, all the praise, forever and ever and ever. Amen. What a beautiful word, my friend. I just want to, in this moment, um, even as I said earlier on, you know, traveling and people saying, hey, we've seen you online. I realize that these platforms have a potential to reach people that are not physically here. 
And I want to extend an invitation to those in the room now and those maybe watching online. If you have not given your life to Jesus, if you have not accepted him and said, Lord Jesus, come and take over my life, maybe this is a moment for you to respond. You don't know how it works. You don't know whether you have to get new friends, get new clothes. Do I have to change my job? Just come. Just respond. And how we respond is by saying a prayer. If there is those in the room without anyone looking, lift your hand up. Just give you that opportunity. If you're watching online, you can just respond. How we do that is by saying a few words that go like, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for carrying the weight and the burden of sin and death. I thank you that sin, hell, and the grave gave its best shot. And you came out and you overcame. And in this moment, I invite you to come into my life. Come and take over. Come and be my Lord and Savior. From this day forth, I believe that you are master and savior. I pray that may my name be written in the book of life. That when Jesus returns for his church, I will again rise. If you've prayed that prayer and you're watching online, I encourage you to find a church, find a local church that speaks Jesus, that teaches the Bible, that believes in the feeling of the Holy Spirit. And read the Bible. Get a Bible. Read it. Find local people around you. If you are in this room and you've prayed that prayer, come speak to one of us. and Let us journey this together.